wonderful week um cc came over and i was like how was your week sister and she was like it was good and i was like mine was long she was like it's long so i'm i'm wondering if everybody else is having as long of a week as we are yeah this week was really long and just like very draining i'm so tired exhausted yeah and like i don't usually feel like this on a friday on a friday i wake up i'm like oh it's friday but today it felt like i don't know like i was dragging ass (laughs) (laughs) you're walking your ass off i'm working my ass off (laughs) same like i was working my ass off all week and i was tired baby i was like i need a nap (laughs) one day at work i was like i I need a nap. I want to go home. Yeah. You know, when you start to think like, wow, I need a vacation. But then you remember you were just on vacation and you're like, I'm literally sick. That's how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) I could use a vacation, but like, I don't know what kind of vacation. I just kind of want to run away. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of want to move and not tell anybody. (laughs) No, there's this girl I watch on YouTube that she just moved to London and she just looks like I'm just like, I want that. Like, I just want to move away. I just want to run away from my life and, like, start somewhere fresh. (laughs) I love that. I feel that urge regularly as a Sagittarius. I'm surprised you're feeling that as a Pisces queen. But I feel like Pisces are very, like... Oh, they, like, escape. We love an escape moment. Yes. Yes. Like, I just want, like, some new shit to be happening. You know? Like, I just want like a new adventure like new I need- characters new storyline yeah like this new setting and and a new one i'm over it like i'm just <laughs> i'm like done <laughs> with my yeah. current like timeline oh my gosh you should do like a you should just like switch up your life you know those women that they're just like i was going along with my life and then i decided like boom i'm gonna do something else like you should just like run away <laughs> So if this podcast suddenly ends because I did that, um, but we could always remote record. We could remote record. We could totally remote record. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like very, I'm feeling very like, I just want, I, like, I'm just hating everything right now. Yeah. That's fine. You know, like, I just want to be like somewhere new, like decorating a new place and like meeting new people. Yeah. And which is weird because I hate to meet new people. Like, I'm never <laughs> in the mood to like make a friend. Yeah. But I would like to have like new regular characters. Yeah. That'd be fun. A little switch up. Uh, right? Yeah. There's also this girl that I follow on on TikTok. She moved to like uh, somewhere in like Salt Lake City, like mm. randomly. Yeah. And... Well, she moved twice this year. She moved to Nashville, like, in the summer. And then all of a sudden, she's like, I'm moving again. And she, like, picked up and, like, left again. And now she's in Salt Lake City. And I'm just like, damn, bitch. You should just have a a remote job, completely remote job, and then move somewhere for, like, a month and come back. I'm going to turn into my friend that's doing that, like, you know, remote living. Digital nomad. Digital nomad life. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That'd be fun. That Super would be cute. Fun. Love that for you. Does your quote <laughs> involve that? <laughs> um, 
Not really. Hold on. Where's my quote? It's I from. I love your nail use, though. Thank you. Watch I'm, us on YouTube for Adriana's cute nails. I'm addicted to chrome nails. I have had chrome nails now like four times in a row, and they are just my life. Like I just feel like a teenager for yeah. some reason. Like I had like um silver like uh xenon nails i have like it. the pink z um pink shiny nails now i'm on to purple stunning stunning next <laughs> time i'm gonna do like this cool gray holographic look Ooh. like i've got I've, the vibes yes. the vibes uh, love it um okay so my quote comes from gossip girl and it's actually from the gossip girl voice and she says a wise woman once said that every morning you wake up you should say a little prayer and after all you may never know what the day may hold Mm. um so basically this week has just been dragging ass it's been it's been you know it's just been kicking my ass i've been working my ass off and i just feel like every day i'm just like oh here we fucking go like guess wonder what's gonna happen like on yesterday for instance i stopped to get gas all of a sudden my phone froze and I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't reset it. I had to call Apple and they had to like remote reset my phone. It was so crazy. Like I was just (laughs) like, that's how my morning started. I was just like, what the actual fuck is going on? So, you know, say a little prayer. Yeah. I feel like we need to explain working my ass off because we (laughs) say that a lot and like maybe they don't understand the reference. So um, our lovely former first lady, Melania Trump, she had a leaked voicemail complaining about decorating the White House for Christmas. And she said, and I quote, I'm working my ass off. (laughs) And our family just fucking loved that. Like literally we say that to each other all the time. All the time. If someone's tired, it's like, oh, you've been working your it's just too good listen to the voice perfect encapsulation of just like doing too much yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well my quote is the same um and it comes from national lampoon vacation the holiday one whichever one that is i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's national lampoon holiday whatever that movie and uh, um the dad says hallelujah holy shit where's the Tylenol (laughs) and that's how I feel after this week (laughs) and it's funny you're a hot ass mess yeah hilarious I was looking at Christmas movie quotes and that one resonated with me (laughs) I mean I don't blame you but that's just so funny that's how I feel hallelujah And then, I mean, so my plan for the weekend is to veg, but I'm not even going to veg like a nice, good, I'm not even going to veg and bench like a nice, good show. I'm going to watch The Handmaid's Tale, which we know makes me depressed every two years when it comes out. Uh But like, I need to see what's happening. I need to see what happens. You're on your own. I need to see to the end. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but the cast of One Tree Hill reunited at the old school and they did like a charity basketball game and like all the cast members were playing basketball and it was so cute and I was dying One Tree Hill was one of my favorite shows back in high school and I'm gonna rewatch that I've decided like I have to rewatch that that series like seeing the entire cast (laughs) together I was like crying watching the TikToks like wow I was dying 
So that's going to be my rewatch, my holiday rewatch show. I've decided. Fun. I'm also going to watch, I'm going to start watching White Lotus too. Oh yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to start the second season. I want to wait until the end, but um, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in January, I'll be back at it with my favorite toxic show, You. Season four coming out in January and I'm ready for the toxicness. We're ready for the sickness. I am obsessed. I'm I'm not going to join you on that journey. <laughs> Did you watch the last season? No. Yeah, you stopped. I've only ever watched bits and pieces of season two. Oh, you didn't see season one. No. I read the book and I'm going to read the second book too. Have fun with that. <laughs> um, okay, so you want to jump into the show? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We are talking about, it's a little bit of different. We're switching it up this week. It's a movie week. A little movie. We just had to watch the movie that has been on everybody's lips. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Yeah, so I have been wanting to watch this movie because of all of the drama surrounding Literally. it. We've we talked about the drama. Yes. And you, uh, I wish I would have recorded my reaction to it appearing on HBO Max and Hulu. I was going to watch something else. I think it was like um, finishing up. Uh, what show did we just watch? The college show. Tell me lies. Uh-huh. And I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, "Babe, to my to my fiance, babe, 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 we need to watch the movie. It's it's available. I didn't think it would be so fast. Yeah." Does that mean that everybody hated it? That it ended up on streaming so fast? Like, No, I just think that everything ends up on streaming. Like, you cannot keep things off of streaming for long. Like, no one's going to care. Oh, but that was, like, a big uh, movie theater movie. Yeah, but I think, like, who's going to the movies anymore? I went to the movies to see Black Panther. I'm going to go see Black Panther, too. I think I'm going to go on Sunday. But um, I bawled. Bald like a baby. I mean, other than Marvel, what are you really going to leave the movie? Like, you that's not a movie you had to see in the movie theater. Like, who? So, I thought, I guess things are just so different now. I thought that a movie like that that would be in the theater, sure. Like, maybe it would end up on streaming, but not for, like, a year. They did a it. year? They no. did it so fast. Because with Spider-Man, it didn't end up on Disney Plus until, like, a year later. Well, I think Disney can do that with their own stuff but i don't think these other people can have the 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 leeway to do that with their movies like i just don't think people are going to the movies like that anymore yeah i i literally since covid i've gone to the movies once really one time to see everything everywhere all at once like that was a movie theater movie i felt like i've been out there i've been going to the movies i watched everything everywhere on a tv okay which is different if you know me i love to watch things on my phone um but i, I watched everywhere all at once on a tv uh-huh. so yeah um yeah i just don't think don't worry darling is something you have to rush out to the theater to see well i wanted to because of the drama but then when i saw it was available i was like oh hell yeah and i watched don't worry darling on my phone i also think you know what's so weird since becoming single again i my my movie theater uh going goings has dropped significantly like now that i don't have a boyfriend i like barely ever don't go to the movies. i don't go to the movies when i was in a relationship we were always at the movies i feel like if you're single it's hard to find someone to go to a movie with my best friend kat like we love a movie date 
We love a movie date. I have gone to the movies with her so much. I think it works if you're close by someone and there's like a a reasonable theater for you both to go to. Like, yeah. I can't imagine going like meeting up with Mila who lives in Hollywood a good 40 minutes away from here to pick a theater for us both to, to go, go to, to see movies. a movie it's very hard when you're like older and you've got like your friends in different places like you just don't you just don't go to the movies as easily when I think you're one single and you're far away from people that's true so yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, let's get into the movie. <laughs> All of that to say, we watch Don't Worry, Darlene. Yes. And we have thoughts. We have lots we and lots and lots and lots of thoughts. Because mm-hmm. what what are your what are your thoughts? Let's let's kick them off because you were like, Adriana, I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> okay. So um everybody said it was really bad. So I think I was expecting it to be really bad, but I was intrigued by the concept. So I just had an open mind uh-huh. going into it. Um and then at the end of the movie, I was just like, I am confusion. Like, what was the point of all of this? So then I started thinking about it. And sometimes when a movie doesn't make sense to me right away, Mm -hmm. I'll, like, Google analysis and have somebody else explain it to me. But I didn't do this. I just, like, had some reflection. Okay. And uh, she was just, like, uh, talking about incels and how they're just, like, going to ruin feminism, basically. Was that, like, her thing? Okay. So let me tell you my, (laughs) my general thoughts on it. So I... I kept seeing the tweets, everybody being like, what the fuck is this movie? So I, (laughs) but I forgot that I don't need to listen to Twitter and their opinions on movies because I never agree with them. They said Aladdin was bad and they were dead wrong. Dead wrong. (laughs) They're dead wrong about all the movies that they like and don't like. So I never agree with Twitter. So when at first I was like, oh God, it's bad. But I had forgot that I wasn't supposed to be listening to Twitter. Mm -hmm. So... As I was watching it, I was loving it. Like I was, it was kind of good. I it was, was kind of giving. I was obsessed with it, to be yeah. honest. Like as I was watching it, I was like, "Should I be enjoying this this much?" But I was like, <laughs> fired up. Yeah. But then I also knew the plot before oh, watching it, and I, I didn't think know that helped. So I don't know if it was on a podcast or if I had looked up the plot. But I knew what the movie was about. I knew that the entire thing, she was in a virtual reality. Her boyfriend had put her there and he, um, oh no, Myla told me about this. Okay, my best friend Myla had watched it and was like, it's very interesting. It's very weird. She's the one that told me about it. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you know, his her she's like a doctor and her boyfriend's like a loser and he puts her in virtual reality world so he can be like the hot shot and yeah. she can be like the stay at home wife. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, so the plot in general, I think is good. I just think, yeah, it was a good plot. I think in the way that they revealed it, I don't know if it was like too slow or it was a little slow. I think we wanted a little bit more of a resolution afterwards. Cause like, obviously she kills him Mm -hmm. at the end and she, they, she wakes up, but it's like, how she, how does she get out of that? She's like strapped to the bed. She's, you know, she's in this like, and they said that they were going to kill her body in real life. Right. But I don't know if they even know where she is. Well, they probably do because of the guy. He probably had to like give them his location. I don't know. That's the one thing that I think left me feeling like, oh, I don't know. But the entire, like up until then, that point, yeah. I was loving it. Okay. And then like the main guy, why did his wife kill him? And then she said, it's my turn now. 
Okay. What the hell did that okay, mean? Okay, so before we get into all of <laughs> like the the underlying themes that I think she was trying to get across, I do think Olivia did a good job with the movie. Okay. One thing I can say though, I hate when an actor is also an actor and a director on the same film. Like I didn't want to see her knowing that she was directing the film. Like I just think that's like such a narcissistic move to make. And like she was one of the main characters. Yeah. Like I just felt like, how do you do a good job of directing if you're also trying to do a good job of acting? Like, I think those are two roles and one person should not be doing both. Yeah. I didn't think about that that much, but I felt like uh, towards the end, it did kind of drag. And I was starting to get really annoyed of Florence Pugh. I don't really like Florence Pugh that much. I don't know why, but like something about her is just like, mm. okay, so what else has she been in? Because I feel like she's such a big name, but I don't know her from anything. Midsummer didn't see it. Um, uh, Little Women didn't see it. Black Widow, she's in the Marvel universe. Didn't see it. I didn't see Nothing? that movie. <laughs> you just named several films. I literally have never seen this woman in my life, even though she's so popular. Like everybody talks about her, and I've like she could pass me on the street. I would. She's I been in so many movies. Don't know her. Wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> Okay, but, like, I don't know if this was a writing and a directing thing or a Florence thing, mm. but she was really annoying me towards the end when she needed to, like, run away, and then she wasn't, she was standing there. Like, that type of stuff annoys me so much in a movie. Like, bitch, run! Run. Um, yeah. And then um, Olivia Wilde's part when she was, like, they were... She basically knew that they were in the simulation uh -huh. and she was like, yes, I know. And she was explaining herself. I was like, y'all don't have fucking time for this. But but I thought that was necessary. Like I yeah. needed to know why she was there, why she knew, how she knew. Um, and I thought it, like I just wanted so much more from the revelation. Like I felt like if we had known earlier and she had kind of like planned an escape, not been forced into an escape, it would have made such a better resolution because I feel like the... Like, we know that um, Olivia's character is her children are dead in that one little moment. And it's like, okay, I can see why somebody would want to live in a world where their children exist if they don't in the real world. But, like, why? Mm -hmm. I want to know. And, like, how did that, how was that the solution between her and her husband? Like, how did they get, like, I just wanted to know all of that. I want to know if the husband was conscious or if he was the trapped one. That as well. Very yeah. interesting mm -hmm. question. I'm not quite sure. Um... I liked the casting. Like, I thought the cast was great. And Chris Pine as, like, the cult leader, like, I loved. Like That I was good. Just I thought that was brilliant casting. I thought that was such a good role for him. And I thought he did such a great job with that role. Mm -hmm. Like, he was weird. He was... He was saying a whole lot of nothing, like his whole like. <laughs> yes, I loved how in his speeches he was saying nothing, like word salad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was like his the mission was just to be there. Mm -hmm. So it's like you don't have anything to say when really you just want people to just exist. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was like very interesting, and I think like when you really pick apart the movie, like. Okay, we've gone to a place with technology that you can live in this dream world, interconnected to other people in this dream world, and you can exist within it 1,000%. Um, 
how you facilitate that in the real world, like you, as we see him going in and out, the men have to go to work. And that's when they come out of that state to go like actually live life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this draws a lot of questions of the metaverse that like Mark Zuckerberg wants to create. Like they want the metaverse to be a place where people work, where people play, where people exist and live and thrive. And like all the things that you can buy and do in the metaverse have like actual value in the metaverse but like mm -hmm. it's disconnected from the real world so it's like i thought that was also an interesting concept because it was kind of like the community they had created was like utilitarian in the fact that everybody had like the same house and the yes. same doesn't kind of like they were giving them promotions but it's like what does that even mean doesn't mean anything they're all like sy symbolic um achievements in this like fake world and you can't take that into the real world and have that translate anywhere because as you can see they were living in a slum and they were existing within like what anybody would consider like the uh what's that word like the the margins of society mm -hmm. um so I think that's like an interesting thought to, to like think about in when we're thinking about just like where the metaverse is going and where technology is going um, and I thought that was interesting. And there was one other main thing I thought was interesting. Okay. And then at the end, when they are doing this, like, reveal and unfolding of what has actually taken place. She's like, I was living a life. Like, he was like, you were so unhappy. And it's like, she was. But you have to give people to 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 choose mm -hmm. their happiness or their unhappiness. And yes. I think that's one thing that like, I feel like men don't understand that because they've, they've, they've never had to, they've never been forced into conditions in society that they don't have any choices. Yeah. Like that is like the, the plague of patriarchy because men they don't they cannot understand the concept of like not having choices and having those choices taken away from them yes or them not even being an option so they feel very flippant about the choices of women and they just feel like oh it doesn't matter like your choices don't matter because you should be at the whim and the mercy of me your husband or me your partner or whatever and it's because they've never had to live a life where choices were not an option on the table mm-hmm very interesting. Okay. I like that point because uh, on, okay, continue. Say what you're going to say. One other thing I was going to say is that when, um, Chris Pine, when Gemma Chang's does kill Chris Pine at the end, mm -hmm. she says, it's my turn now. And I just thought that was like an, it's kind of like in the hands made till when, um, the, what's the, the, the ladies, the main lady the bad one or the good one the bad one serena serena it was serena's plan all along and i feel like that is a show of like white women's or just some women's ability to play a hand in their own um subjugation mm -hmm. and so Gemma chang killing Pris pine which is like the mastermind behind this grand plan of like living in this better world she is saying even though I understand that we've taken the choices away from these women and, and a lot of these people that are living within this existence, I know 
I feel like I can do it better and I want to continue and like I want to be able to further this and further this in a way that's like better for all of us here within this world and it's like she instead of feeling like disgusted by her husband's ability to take away the lives of all these people she's she wants to like perfect it and it like so many women in life like they do things against their better their like one their better judgment and two like their um about their better self-interest like Mm -hmm. they even though they know something is detrimental to them because they feel like they're getting one over on someone else they'll they're willing to do it like they play to the hand of patriarchy even if it's to their detriment Mm -hmm. and I just felt like that that's what her character in that moment symbolized yeah I think of what threw me off was that I didn't know I wasn't sure that she knew and obviously when she kills him like then it's like okay she was a part of this she knew too but I don't know if that just like I don't know if that came across right if we spent enough time on it Mm -hmm. like you know especially since her character like it seemed I don't know she didn't seem as important as the other people so then yeah I think I think she knew from the beginning because of how like passionate she was about supporting her husband like in the speech. And she was also like not very loving towards him now that I think about it. No, I think like she was looking at him and being like, I am I'm here to support you to be this like great, amazing man. And when his ways started to fall apart, she was like, oh let me handle this. Yeah. You know, it's like when you can like sending monkey to ring church bell, mm-hmm. you know, like she was just like, no, like l- let a professional take the reins yeah. type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was, it's always interesting to see women characters like that. Yeah. That play into their own subjugation. And then like what we haven't seen or what we won't see because the movie ends is like, in 10 years, five years, whatever, down the line when it's still to her detriment because some man is going to come along and be like, a woman shouldn't be leading in this, shouldn't be leading in this kind of society where, you know, the women are are at home and like just playing house and taking care of the children. She'll be like thrown off and she'll have to because she shouldn't be in that position of power within that sort of structure anyway. Mm -hmm. So... That's that. That's what I thought about that. Okay. So I had some issues with the movie and I like, and I like the way that you saw the movie because I feel like you were looking at it from like a philosophical and like an ideological standpoint. Yeah. I was looking at it through the lens of society now and uh, some of the things that have been happening as far as uh, like uh, gender issues and like even like a sort of gender war Mm -hmm. so for me first of all like uh, the incels and the fact that like those were the men that were imprisoning the women I was just like uh, wow that's very like that's very intense because Mm -hmm. uh, we know that it's like uh, incels are seen as very dangerous like it's a very like that's already a hot topic issue Mm -hmm. so I found that interesting and then I just feel like uh, well I liked 
how the movie looked. The movie was beautiful. Stunning. And, like, the costumes were so great. Stunning. Florence looked great. And, like, uh, funny enough, uh, that's going to, like, nostalgia and the 1950s are going to be a huge trend for next year. Everybody's just, like, craving the the good old days. Mm -hmm. And, like, that aesthetic is going to, like, be very trendy next year. So I thought that was interesting how she had that foresight to, like, base the movie on this too mm-hmm. and then like uh, i feel like uh, feminism right now feminists are kind of divided because on one hand it's like uh, we should want to work we should want to be independent we should hate men for the things that like they have done to us historically and continue to do but then on the other hand it's like uh, women just want choice they want to be able to choose to stay home if they want to and they want to be able to go to work if they want to but I feel like what the first side of feminists don't get is that they kind of they kind of make it seem like the women who want to stay home and have that traditional role are bad feminists Mm -hmm. when you shouldn't demonize a woman if that's what she wants and I didn't really like how the women who were all there living this 1950s life were trapped and they were enslaved because yes they took that choice away but like it also demonizes kind of that whole the the concept of staying home yes um Okay, so within in self communities, they're always talking about like before women had all these choices and before they were empowered and able to work, like that's when society was good. Like that's mm-hmm. when we we as in men were on top and had the power that we should have in society. And a lot of women were absolutely miserable. The suicide rates were higher. Like it was it was a really bad time. Exactly. And there were such high rates of just like depression and what a lot of people um uh refer to as hysteria, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that to them is like the good old days. Like if we could only get back to the time where women did not have the choices that they have, would, would they be seen as desirable, powerful, and as the, the, the real men should be seen? I mean, like, but still not to bring Kevin Samuels into this, but I feel like a lot of the public discourse recently, like especially 2020 and onwards is like so many women, they, they want a high value man they want a man that can provide and take care of them uh-huh. because uh, like uh, they don't necessarily just want to do everything alone and then i feel like those uh, women like i i feel like there should be nothing wrong in wanting that but they're continually like positioned as like uh, you are also the enemy you're not a feminist you're like this and that one thousand percent and there's a lot of um discourse going on right now with like the stay-at-home girlfriend trend yes and how that is just like further playing into the patriarchy but i think i i just i think that like feminism like most other social issues that we have gone under transformation over the past like 50 60 years um like we're in a very new age and are the 
issues of the past have not completely be have not completely been solved, but it's time to evolve past them. Mm-hmm. So like the issues that we're actually facing today are addressed in a way that is relevant to the time. And I just don't feel like the rhetoric and kind of like the education and the causes that were fi- that we were fighting for in the 60s are really relevant today. I don't Be- think they're relevant. I think that's my problem. It feels like the older generation of feminists and maybe like the type of feminism that Olivia Wilde seems to be subscribing to, like because she made this film, is that in order to be equal, women need to be more like men. But I don't I don't like that. And maybe that's just like my Gen Z brain where it's like, I want to be what I want to be. I don't want another construct of what I should be. Don't put me into this box of this is what a good feminist is. Let me do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And I feel like in the first wave, the first two waves of feminism it was like we are just like the men and i think that establishment was necessary for the time but like now we know that women and men are very different we look at things different we're socialized differently and to address the needs of women as just women not in comparison or similarity to men is is going to be like the most important thing for the next generation to do and i just don't feel like we've we've like moved to that place yet. Yeah. And so it feels very like we're having these like same archaic conversations and there we're still trying to draw back to like women should have choices and freedom. And it's like, we already have choices and freedom. Like talk about the next thing. Like what about like, okay, within my choices and my freedoms, what about not like harassing me for them, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that's the next layer of conversation, but we, it doesn't feel like we're ever going to get there because people are still harping on like, just like freedom and choices and equal pay. And it's like, those, all of those issues, like the issues of the sixties, they might not have completely been solved, but they're, they probably never will be. So we need to evolve past them. Yeah. And I feel like it, is sort of misogynistic and like it still plays into the patriarchy to say like this is what you have to do to be equal you have to do what men have historically done in order to be taken seriously in order to be valued and like productive in society and i hate just like the idea of uh, this is how women are this is how men are this is how it should be like uh, how about we take away all of those constructs and it's just like we are people And we, you know, decide what we want to do and move fluidly throughout the world. And, like, I know there's other arguments of why that's not going to work because of, like, power and, like, uh, other political stuff. But, like, honestly, that's just how I see it. I think, like, this, she's beating a dead horse with this movie. Um... I thought, I in some ways, I completely agree with you. And other things I thought were, like we're like interesting because I don't know if we've I don't think men have ever been in this place in society where they are they have been incels like I think this incel mentality and this kind of like archetype of a man is very new and I think it has morphed from just like regular old woman hating misogyny to like this kind of person that has like resented the other the uh, the opposite sex even though all they are really hoping and praying for and craving is just connection to the opposite sex and it's this it's like 
also it's it's men like not really coming to terms with the fact that they hate themselves in many ways and how that plays into their own sort of like um their own like self-image and like image in society like they feel like a lot of men within this community feel like women look at them and society as a whole look at them as less than Mm -hmm. just for being men just for being white just for being you know whatever and so they have internalized that and flipped it on the opposite person whereas Really, they should internalize it and then like deconstruct why in which they hate themselves Mm -hmm. and they just haven't gotten there yet. So I thought in that sense, shining a light on like this is a man with a partner. These are men with partners. These are men that have at least gotten that far in life to be able to have been chosen by a woman to 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 live their life with. And they still even in love for them, they hate them enough to take away their lives. Yes. And I think that is the message in the movie. Like yeah. at the end of the day, these are men that in some way or another feel less than maybe because they've got, they don't have a job in Harry's um, situation mm-hmm. or they make less money than their, their wife. You know, they just feel on They feel unequal within the, the relationship that they're in. So much so that they are willing to sit on the internet, be indoctrinated into this cult and take away the power and autonomy of the woman in their life, whom they say they love, who they all are being treated really well in this world, the women. So it's like, if you can do that in this fake reality, could you not have done that in the real world in which she had the freedom to to react to it in a genuine way because in this world like they have been brainwashed they've been told that this is the way that they should live and 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 exist and you know carry themselves and it's like when you strip away who a person is it's like who they become is not really their responsibility it's like the other person that's telling them so it's like you've taken away who this person is you've superimposed your vision on them and called it love So it's like, it's this weird place. And I just feel like we haven't really examined like what the next iteration of like incel men could do and can do like with the advancement of technology also. Because if something like this does become a reality, like where does this go? How does this stop? And how does this evolve for maybe not just for single men that can't get women, but for married men that are abusive to their wives or longtime girlfriends that can't afford to to financially break up from their, their partners. And, you know, there's just like so many things that you can like deconstruct within a relationship. So many like sets of circumstances that people can find themselves in. And it's, it will be interesting to see the evolution of these kind of like power imbalances and social imbalances that, that are very prevalent through like all relationships right now and to see like how they can be distorted and abused when technology catches up in a way that in what we're seeing in the movie. Yeah. So here's the thing, depending on like uh, what you're, there's like a couple different um, philosophical theories that like you could apply to this, but historically and evolutionarily, 
people are always going to try to have power over other people. Mm -hmm. That is just how humans have developed. I mean, even in the the caveman days, like uh, the person with the power is going to abuse it or like nine times out of 10 going to abuse it just because they can Mm -hmm. and because people are selfish and like at the end of the day we are wired to focus on our needs before the needs of others so of course like uh, now we have systems in place that sort of uh, put the make the power a little bit harder to grasp or and make men and women more equal but like there's always going to be someone trying to take the power over the other person Mm -hmm. so even though we have these uh, laws in place that like when uh, people get divorced uh, women are or maybe the person who makes less money is awarded alimony or child support so that way you know women or whoever the person with less money like uh, they're not completely destroyed when they leave their partner so Mm -hmm. that people can leave and be independent but like uh, with the technology argument i mean yeah there is gonna be if that was possible i can guarantee you that we would personally know people that maybe would put their wives in the freaking simulation right just because uh, it doesn't mean they're bad people but i feel like whether it's a man or a woman somebody's always going to try to have the upper hand yeah and uh, that's just a part of life so I don't know and on like the other hand I could not that I could like empathize or sympathize with incels but at the end of the day like uh, technically this is the our society that we live in now we have the least problems compared to any other society before us Mm -hmm. we're not like uh, well some people are still like fighting for food or whatever Mm -hmm. but like for the most part in the global north in america we don't have to worry about those things so what do we have to worry about like we come up with all of these other fucking issues (laughs) yeah it's never it's never enough so like i could understand that maybe maybe we need to maybe we need to go back to the days where men went to war and then uh, Everybody was kind of separated and everybody had like other hardships. And, you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I just feel like you are always going to have this problem between men and women, like one country and another country. Somebody is always going to be trying to take the power. I do agree with that. And I think I feel like what is interesting about like the difference with men and women specifically is that men think like. I think in determining our independence from men, we've had to, in many ways, like, be like them. And I think for them, they <laughs> it's hard for them to think about women being like men because men are very often abusive, aggressive, murderous, rapists, like they're like they're abusive Mm -hmm. and in that way I don't think women are similar like they the rate in which women are violent abuse their partners physically and mentally and emotionally or financially like there's much lesser rates than that women 
do rape men, but at like much, the the numbers are very drastic. I just feel like the ways in which men think like, oh, women are going to be like us or going to replace us or are trying to be like us. It's not in the ways that they think about because like their minds always go to the ways in which they would abuse power in the ways in which they do abuse power. And women do not abuse people in that way. Like our minds don't go to the same kind of places that men's naturally do in that sense. So I feel like I'm, I kind of forgot what I was trying to say. <laughs> They're scared that we're that gonna we do are going to, to do to them what they have done to us historically. That's the point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Which I always think is like, you're fighting a battle that doesn't even exist because women are not going to act like that. Yeah. I Honestly, I think that's my problem with like, I need to understand what Olivia's point was when she made the movie. Because like, in my mind, in order to like, even the playing field, you need like other systems in place so that people don't abuse each other. Mm-hmm. But like, that wasn't, that wasn't the answer that the movie sort of gave. It was a uh, wake up, take your power back. And, uh, you know, when I think that's not the answer. Do you think that this was... Kill the men. Like, that's the answer? No, that's not the answer. No. But do you think that she was trying to say, like, to the women that think, like, going back to a time where they didn't work and they were staying at home and whatever, do you think that she was trying to say to those women, wake up, take your power back, don't live under the thumb of these men? I feel like that's maybe what she was trying to say. And if that was her message, like, I don't really like that because it's very easy for a rich white woman to say that she wants to work. Like, uh, maybe if you were in another situation, you wouldn't want to work. Me, personally, I would love to lounge (laughs) all day and have a lapiskin in the south of France and uh, be vibing. Like, yes, it's all good and well to have ambition and to want to, like, uh, make a legacy for yourself or work and, like, have that kind of purpose. But me, that I've been working my ass off, you don't think I want to relax? You don't think I don't want to have to wake up super early every day and drive an hour in traffic to go to an office and, like, you know? I feel like it's very easy for a woman like Olivia Wilde to say that she wants to work and be a feminist when, like, her life is not that hard. You know, it's never been. You know what I think is the the most interesting thing about um, feminism on a whole is that a lot of the fight of feminism to me is only a fight of white women because they are fighting against an existence that black women and indigenous women and women of color don't have the 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 luck or the leeway to have like black women have been working from the beginning of time and so many other like people of color like the women work they they've always had to work you know only if you're wealthy or if your man makes enough money for you to not work at all did you not work yeah and this is even back in the 60s like black women even if they were like doing people's laundry within their home and then delivering it back to the they always worked. There was always a sense of um, independence in that way. Maybe like you you gave your money to your husband. Maybe you were still married and you weren't completely independent like we are today. But like the idea that your existence has nothing in it except for the laundry and raising the kids or whatever and fighting against that in a, in 
in the way that white women have with the fight of feminism is like in in some ways it has affected all all women Mm -hmm. but in other ways it's like they're fighting a a war on themselves yeah it's it's weird it's just like I I will never understand the the feminists who like shit on I I guess like I don't want to say shit on femininity but like why is that I understand that you didn't want that now we have choice why are you just like saying that like the one side is repulsive why are you saying that like women have to be your way I don't know I'll just never get it and it is like a white woman's fight (laughs) yeah in that sense I I just don't think that like even now like let's think of the the disparity between like the the rates of marriage within like black and white women like there are so many single black women who are highly educated you know killing it at work like completely independent living on their own whatever and they don't have the freedom to be stay-at-home girlfriends like they don't have that that choice given to them in this life because the men within our community are not as as apt and as pro marriage as white men are have been historically and are currently. So it's like they're like even those choices like they are only afforded to to the people that have them. And that's it's like, the thing that that is the other thing. It's Black a very women. small number of people that have those choices for themselves, whether they're choosing them or not, or the, it, they're they're choosing them as like a. a like a as a the pressures of conditioning in their communities or whatever yeah but like though it's it's like we fight these like big fights over things that don't affect a lot of people yes (laughs) i i think that's that's a part of the problem too it's like uh, black women they like largely they're they're not getting married in society today they're they're just not and they don't like that that doesn't relate to them that doesn't relate to so many people why are why are you talking about olivia and then like her whole drama of how she cheated with harry styles and left her husband like who hurt you i mean (laughs) that's like a whole other thing like i just feel like it also matters like who is the person like putting the the narrative and putting the story out there like if you look at her life you're really one to talk girl Hmm. i mean it's it's interesting i thought the movie was good though yeah i have the funniest thought as we were watching um you know the little red security guards yes what did they remind you of squid games oh what did they remind you of the little thumb people from spy kids do you remember? Oh them? my god! <laughs> yes, the entire time watching it, I was like, "This is Spy Kids." Like those little thumb people, Spy Kids. They reminded me of Squid Game. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Dead. I don't know if everyone can see this on the YouTube, but the little thumb people from Spy Kids—that's what the red security guards reminded me of. Like that's they were just so like, funny. and they were so like robotic, like the little thumb people. I was like, this is hilarious yeah that's funny um so yeah i thought the movie was good i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it brought up like interesting things um and then it it also like plays into like you're a guy 
that is lucky enough to have bagged a doctor. She loves you. She loves you. She takes care of you. And you're just such a fucking well, she was, whiny well, lame. Well, she was you mean can't to even him. make her dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, that part got me or real mad. Or find yourself a job. Like That part got me real mad. One thing about me, if I'm going to work every day and you're sitting at home, you can't expect me to make you food when I get home. No, like I thought that was totally ridiculous. He's like, when I have, I haven't eaten. I was like, if it was, I'm sorry, I am so fifteen hour shift, thirty hour shift. She said thirty hour shift, absolutely not. And she, he's like, oh, you couldn't text me back, like, bitch, if you don't get your ass up and take your ass to Chipotle and shut the fuck up, like I would have been so mean to him in that moment, and it would have been justified because you don't have a fucking job. One thing about me. If I'm working all day, when I get home, I ain't doing shit. This I'm is sorry. My, I thought, really? You want to know what I took away from the movie? What? Don't bro- date broke niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even surround yourself with them. They are a danger to you more than anything. That's what I got from the movie. That The real... R- meaning of the movie? Don't date broke niggas. This movie taught me that the women who are raising sons need to give them tender love and care and let them have a little bit of hardship in their life so that way they're not, like, you know, just useless. (laughs) Yeah. People who don't go through hardship in their life, they end up a little bit useless. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you... I I heard a good quote the other day. Somebody said, "I, I wasn't raising kids. I was raising adults. Yes, I love that quote. And I was like, damn, that is it. Like you have, you can't just, you can't coddle a child until they're 18 and then send them off into the world and be like, here, figure it out. Because like that person is useless. Mm -hmm. Like you have to raise your child in a way that makes them a productive member of society. I just like, I don't understand like unambitious men. Like, what do you mean you don't want to work? I could understand. I feel like a lot of people, they don't want to work. Like men I get, and women. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. I really <laughs> don't. Like, I just feel like people think, I think, I feel like people feel like it's a cute thing to say. But it's like, when you think about it, what are you going to do every day if you don't work? And I don't think, like, your entire life should revolve around work. Like, that's not the case. I think, like, here in America, we have an awful work-life balance. I think Horrible. The, I think the way that we we have propped up capitalism has been to our detriment as people and to our mental health and everything like that. I think capitalism is ruining the culture the society our brains in many ways and ruining our planet but i just feel like if you don't have something to do every day that's not live that's not an existence worth living like i don't know if it needs to be like clocking into eight hours a day on a shift like that's not what i'm saying but if you don't want to do anything with your life i don't know baby you sound pretty useless to me You see, my ideal day, since I'm one of those people who don't want to work, is the European model where I go into the office at 9. I work for an hour. I go for a coffee. (laughs) I come back. I work for, like, three more hours, and I take a two-hour lunch. And I have a glass of wine. And then maybe I go home, finish a couple emails, and then I that's it. And then a three-month vacation every year. Like, I love how that sounds. (laughs) 
But like, at least you get up and do something every day. Like, I do think yeah. that people need something to do on a daily yeah. basis. Like, and with and with that model, I don't need to be rich. I just need like my cute little house, my cute little cottage. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. 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 Like, I think the American way of working is just like completely is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. And that's a part of the problem. But like, I just think that people are like, I don't want to do anything. And I should like, I feel like it's such an entitled mindset. Like you don't produce anything for your life or for the, the lives around you. And you just think that you should be living here for free. Like, I just don't understand that. Yeah, that I don't get. Like, you can't just exist on this planet for free. And I know that there is somebody out there arguing like, well, why not? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I just don't agree. Like, you got to do something. But maybe they want to paint. Maybe they want to be a painter. He doesn't. He didn't want to be a painter. He was listening to to weird cult videos all day. He was. (laughs) You know? Like, that's, that's weird. You actually don't deserve a girlfriend. She should have left you months ago. It's your broke ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, it is time for tea. Tea time. Let's get into it. Yes, and other don't worry, darling, news. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde have officially broken up after two years of dating. After he stole her from her husband, Um, which everybody loved, the guy from The Office. I think, like, we can say that we saw this coming. Like, they weren't very, like, lovey or, like, all over each other at the premieres and all the press and stuff. Like, they were very, like, separate. So I I could see that. Yeah, and then there was a drama that Florence Pugh wanted to get with Harry. You think so? That was a part of the drama. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, interesting Mm -hmm. i guess sure yeah i don't really think she's his type yeah harry loves an older gal really he loves an older gal did you know that he got with nicole swerzinger when he was on x factor really good for him she's hot she's hot i love her love her love her um okay good for her Mm -hmm. so new relationship that has been um confirmed this week emrata and pete davidson they were seen together. She like went to his apartment. Did you see the, the TikTok that I sent you about them? No. Okay. So are they confirmed together? Because I've been listening to her podcast and she said that she is fucking around. She did say that. Mm-hmm. But they have been like spotted by the paparazzi. Like he came to like pick her up and then drove off. And then she went in her own car and went to the house and there's like paparazzi shots of them like hugging but like it's straight up like pr like it's so Mm, it's so like like somebody broke it down like a pr person on tiktok was like no like look at this and look at that look at that and it's just like so fakey fakey yeah that i just don't at this point i'm like i don't even really believe this i just think like pete davidson is the new like you want a pr relationship i've got you Wait, wait. So you think that it's a fake relationship, not like that they just planted the paps to announce that they were together? I think like it's both. Like it's a fake relationship that they have planted for the paparazzi. Like, but he's so her type. He is so really. She has said publicly that she likes ugly men. I mean, good for her, but like, I just feel like he's such a lame. Like, ugh, already enough. Like. That nigga is a whore at this point. He's been passed around. He really, he's the Lori Harvey 
of <laughs> no see like i don't feel like glory harvey has been passed around no she hasn't been I okay just, no I think that Lori Harvey is empowered and she hasn't been passed around. She just likes what she likes. Yeah. She- and she is dating. And that is what she should do. Pete Davidson. I don't know. He just seems like, I don't know. He is just like, uh, to me. Okay. If Lori Harvey and uh-huh. Pete Davidson, neither of them are being passed around. They're both just like the serial daters of Hollywood. She is the female and he's the male version. I don't even really feel like they are comparable. I don't know why. Well, who else can we say like has all of these public relationships that like people are so intrigued and scandalized by? Like we shouldn't care that Lori Harvey has had four boyfriends in four years. But no. she has and we care. And then Pete... It's just that all the girls are hot. Yeah, like, I don't feel like we care about him dating. I feel like we care about the people that let him in. Yeah. That's the, okay, that's the scandal. We're like, why? Like, yuck. Something about him has become attractive to me, though. I've told you this. Yeah, I know. But that's, I've told that's you also guys your this. type. Uh, no. No, no, no. My type is not ugly. No, but you like that, like, quirky white boy. That's your vibe. Timothy Chalamet isn't quirky. Oh, my God. Selena. (laughs) Now she's going to make excuses. That's your type. Timmy isn't quirky. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Ellen Pompeo is leaving Grey's Anatomy. I saw that. After 19 seasons, she is saying goodbye to Meredith Grey. I, she has said that she is eternally grateful and humbled by the love and support that you have showing, shown me and Meredith and the show for 19 seasons. Did you watch Grey's? Yeah, I watched it when it was like first on, probably for like the first six seasons. And then it was like, all right, this is enough. So I fully thought that like at one point she was dying. Like, wasn't she about to die on the show? They have tried to kill her so many (laughs) times. Like, that's her major plot point. Like, every season. From, like, the first, from, like, season two. Like, she, like, almost drowned in season two. Then in season four, she was with the, in the OR with the bomb. And then in season six, like, it was, like, they're always trying to kill her. She's always almost About to die. Yeah, but they've never actually pulled the trigger. I don't know if they're going to kill her off. I think she might, like, leave on her own accord. After all the times that they tried to kill her? Oh, no, baby. I mean, it's like her show. She's like executive producer, like, mm. you know. But I just feel like that show has got to end. Like, it's <laughs> not law and order. Like, it, they literally, they give them, like, storylines. And it's like, yeah. for how long? Like, I just think it's been on for way too long. Agreed. So many people have come and gone off that show. It's literally none of the original cast except for her. Yeah. So. Um. But, Yeah. Goodbye to her, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, like, she's literally hasn't done anything except Grace for the last, however long it's been on. Did she come out with a statement of if she's retiring or going on to other projects? Um, I don't think she said anything about that. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. Mm. Yeah, she hasn't said anything like that. Maybe we'll see her on a Lifetime movie. Oh, wait. In true Grey's Anatomy fashion, this isn't a goodbye. It's a see you later. Can't wait to see what's in store for Ellen Meredith and Grey Sloan Memorial. What? 
Hmm. Okay, whatever. <laughs> She'll like, do a cameo once a year. Got yeah, <laughs> for real. Okay. And in more TV news, Ramona Signer has officially confirmed that she will no longer be a real housewife. Ramona. Ramona. Uh, I love Ramona. She came out with a statement saying, I no longer want to do the show at this time. It's not for me. And, you know, what they've been doing is they have recasted Real Housewives of New York because the last season was terrible and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it was really bad. And they are now starting a second Real Housewives called The Legacy Show, which is going to be like old cast members. Oh. So basically it was going to be like Ramona and Friends. <laughs> Ramona and Friends. Luann? Luann, probably Sonia. They're pro- going to bring back Jill and Dorinda. I want Dorinda. Bethany to come back. I know, but she's not She'll going to. never come back, but I love her. Um... She's been in a lot of hot water lately. She has? Yeah. What TikTok is TikTok hates her. TikTok <gasps> has turned on her and <laughs> not good. But anyway, so Ramona's but people were calling for Ramona's removal. Like they were like, fire her. She needs to go. She's an old racist white woman. She's a dumb <laughs> she's a Republican. She was she goes to Mar a Lago. Like She just, does? Yeah. I didn't know that about Ramona. Ramona, all of the pandemic, she was down here at Mar a Lago chilling. With Trump? With Trump and the people them. That's her bestie? That's her bestie. <laughs> oh no. I mean I didn't know. I just like, I don't know if I should even say this on the internet. <laughs> I don't want us to be canceled, but it's just like, can people not be Republicans? Like, who cares? Like, I just don't see the big deal in like being like, I- <laughs> me looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't see the, like, I get it. Republicans are problematic, but like to be like, this person can't be on TV. They're a Republican. <laughs> It's okay. It's ridiculous. No, like, but there's I just like, feel like people, people are Republicans, guys. There's like, a we difference, have to, but there's a difference between being a Republican and being Trump's bestie. No, I understand that. But even still, like, I just feel like you didn't, you, nobody saw this coming. We didn't know that Ramona was a Republican until now. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, come on. Okay, makes sense. Live with a dash of, of reality here. Like, let's let's act you like think, we know what we're dealing with. Oh, my God. You know what I just thought about? What? How many of the housewives do you think knew Jeffrey Epstein personally? Carol. <gasps> and I th- I think Ramona, not Ramona, Sonia even said that she knew him as well. Besties? Not like besties, but like uh, Carol and Ghislaine. Ghislaine? Ghislaine are good friends. They Ghislaine? Were, they, they had... That they had a, a a lot of history. That's so scandalous. Mm-hmm. And I think even um, Dorinda knew him and Ghislaine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of people in that. Yeah. I would cancel somebody for being associated with Jeffrey Epstein. And th- like, wasn't Trump associated with him too? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. Ramona, what are you doing? I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, that's just my controversial hot take. <laughs> People are allowed to be Republicans. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> um, okay. So Mariah Carey, she had filed claim a trademark to be known as the Queen of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And unfortunately, she has been denied the trademark and... 
people are like happy about it. I don't know. Um, so Carrie was attempting to trademark the queen of Christmas for her company to be used for a line of merchandise that would include album fragrances, pet collections, sunglasses, whatever. But there was a, another woman, a <laughs> singer named Elizabeth Chan, literally never heard of her. Like a, a, a modern time singer? Yes. She's the world's only full-time pop Christmas recording artist. And she has used the moniker Queen of Christmas it, before. And so she filed an opposition claim to Mariah's. And basically the court sided with her and says that it was an overstep for Mariah to be able to to want to trade her make, trademark herself as the Queen of Christmas. And so they have... Um, sided with this woman chan because apparently a couple people call themselves the queen of christmas and they think that mariah trying to trademark that is an overstep Hmm. but like really and truly who else is the queen of christmas like mariah owns christmas now it's hers yeah i don't think anybody else could really be the queen of christmas besides mariah carey but like trademark law you things kind of have to be specific or you have to be like the really really first one to do it yeah um so yeah that's what's happening in mariah land like Hmm. this woman sounds like a hater (laughs) oh for sure (laughs) for sure like i just feel like you know, I don't know. It's just Mariah's thing. Yeah, let her have it. Right. If she was a lamb, yeah. If she was a lamb, she would have let her have it. <laughs> right. I'd be like, take it, queen. Take it. Have fun. <laughs> if you could be the queen of something, what would it be? Of something. Adriana, Ooh. the queen of, like, queen of Christmas. Mm. I don't know. What am I the queen of? That's something, mm, I don't know. What would you be the queen of? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have like, to think about it. I'd have to really think about it. I feel like our family is like, the. I hate how this sounds, the queen of like tea. Like we are tea connoisseurs. Oh, yeah. Like we are the tea people. We are the tea people. We are the tea gals. We are also like parties and entertaining like if we were our family would be the queen of that yeah 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 (laughs) i don't know what i would individually be the queen of though i hate to say if i would be the queen of not texting back (laughs) i'm very bad about sending my messages back to people really i really am but i'm trying to think of something better That's like, yeah, that's like not fun. Like I am a birthday queen. I love a birthday. Oh yeah. The queen of birthdays. I love a birthday. Yeah. Other people's birthdays, more so my birthday, (laughs) (laughs) but I love a birthday. Oh, I love mommy would be the queen of Pinterest or like the queen of books and reading. Reading. Yeah. Our mother last year, I think we said it. She read like 490 something. Yeah. Like, and the year wasn't even done. Yeah. It was a crazy amount of books. I've been wondering what her count is lately what she's at i was supposed to be reading 30 books for the year and i like totally forgot (laughs) and i'm at like 10 i read one and a half books this year (laughs) 
one and a half books. The half book because I decided I didn't like it. Honestly, you know what's been happening to me? I've been starting books and then I realized I don't like them. Really? Yeah. I what are you reading? I read Luckiest Girl Alive. That's dramatic. Horrendous. I didn't enjoy it. Um, what else did I start reading? I didn't finish. I started reading this like um self help book and I was like, I don't really like your <laughs> advice. <laughs> not really feeling this <laughs> not feeling the vibes <laughs> that's funny um okay <laughs> so this week we have confirmed princess diaries 3 is uh, going into production my it has dream. been greenland they are writing a a what's that called a, a script, script. <laughs> and Anne has always said that she'd be down for a reboot. Of course, she's a queen. I love her. And Julie Andrews says that she's on board. She's the queen. We're getting the gang back together. Obsessed. Cannot wait. I literally watched the the Princess Diaries the other day. Really? I love that movie. I really do. You really do. I, I love that movie. They, they are classic. They're very yeah. good. Um, can't wait to see what they do next. It just has everything that you would ever want. It has a, it has a makeover. <laughs> it has you becoming a princess. <laughs> what more could you want from a movie? One of my favorite tweets ever was like, I don't know what Mia was tripping about. Um, she's like, if somebody showed up, if my <laughs> if my grandmother that I didn't know showed up, told me I was a princess, I'd be like, say Let's less, go. say less. <laughs> when do I move to Europe? And I'm like, yeah, literally, like, I'm waiting, like, <laughs> absolutely. Where is my, where's my queen grandmother coming to whisk me away? Yeah. When I was little, I loved a movie like that. Like, you're a princess or like, you're a wizard, Harry. It's <laughs> yes. like, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to live under the stairs. <laughs> you just want to not work. <laughs> Oh, I would be such a great royal. <laughs> yeah, like the sometimes <laughs> like the royals really do nothing. Like, yeah. It's so funny. Right now, um, Kate Middleton, her, the the firm has said that they are no longer releasing information about her clothing because they want the press and the public to focus on her work life and the efforts that she what is. What does she do? Basically, she just like philanthropy. Visits, yeah, philanthropy stuff. And so this week she went to go visit um, <coughs> refugees from Ukraine. And then like all everybody was talking about was like the coat she was wearing. And they're just <laughs> like, focus on the philanthropy people. But they like do nothing. They just like go and shake hands and this and that. And it's just like the, they hate it. Yeah, they do. Like I'm starting the new season of The Crown and like. It's just like Charles being like, mm, I can't be king yet. My mommy won't let me. <laughs> it's just hard. But I feel like it's hard when you are forced into something. Yeah. That's the problem. We're back to the choices. <laughs> yes. If you got to choose, you would choose differently. Like you might choose, yeah. you would choose differently. But when things are fr thrust upon you, you don't like it very much. Yeah. I would be, I think I would be a great royal. And I would, like, be a rebellious royal, like Princess Diana. Okay, like, that's not, like, that's not good. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> but I probably would be, unfortunately. I'd be a little rebellious. 
I would be like um, Princess Anne. Like I'd be a, I'd be partying. I'd want to yes, like, marry the mean. divorced man. That's like, what I mean. I would like uh, be. I would be not the best royal, but like I would be a royal. Or I would like abdicate and just like go do my own thing and be like fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but then you don't get any money, like Meghan and Harry. Yeah, but then you're Meghan and Harry. Yeah. Like Meg, like this is another thing. I can't stand when people are like. They've had to leave the family. And it's like, oh, and they've made a fortune. Like, their <laughs> life is so much better for They're that. Fine. They're fine. They have a beautiful farm in California. The, the way that they act about, like, leaving the family and, like, they didn't have any money. It's like, did, did, uh, this is the one thing I don't understand. Why did he not have any money? Like, he, was he completely solely living off of, like, the family but what royal else, money? What like, else would he have lived off of? I feel like Diana came from a pretty well-to-do family, and he didn't he get her inheritance? Maybe it was like tied up in the other money. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just feel like the fact that they were like we had no money for security. Like I just think that's a lie. Like, <laughs> well, maybe the I level need to of really look into that. But like I just don't feel like their situation was as dire as they made it seem. Maybe the level of security that they needed was out of their budget. Mm. They had money, but not that much. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to get into that because then I'll be called a hater and probably a racist. But, um. Oh, no. No, it's like if you say anything bad about Megan, it's like you're a racist. Yeah. And I just, like, don't understand that. Are we going to get canceled for this episode? Probably. Anyways. <laughs> Let's move on to the 2023 Grammy nomination. Yes. Okay, the Grammy nominations came out. Let's talk about it because I feel like some people got snubbed. So does the world. So does Twitter. Yes. For record of the year, we've got Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA, Easy on Me Adele, Break My Soul Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous Mary J. Blige, You and Me on the Rock by Brandi Carlisle, Woman by Doja Cat. What? Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar, About Damn Time by Lizzo, and As It Was by Harry Styles. It's about damn time in a minute. I'm gonna need a cinnamon. <laughs> Did we ever talk about the Lizzo joke on the podcast? I don't think so. Here we I'm really gonna get canceled this episode. This no, is my it's other just hot that like take. Lizzo's music is like cruise music. My I said to the girls, I was like, Lizzo is the black Megan Trainer. Like, they both make music for a Target commercial. Like, it's not my vibe. Yeah, Lizzo is very much like cruise music, Target music. Target music. It's about downtown. <laughs> okay, not so. Not my vibe. Okay, some of that I understand. Other ones, I don't get. Woman by Doja Cat? That got nominated for Woman Best Song? Record of the Year, baby. It's it's a good song, and I thoroughly enjoyed that Woman. album. We've talked about Doja's album, but Record of the Year, she was nominated? Yeah. That's crazy. What do you think is going to win? Um, I Probably ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> it's never the one that you want. It's never no, Beyonce. But it's gotta it's gonna go to either Easy on Me or Harry Styles. Like Harry Styles had a really big year. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad that, that song is nominated. I'm glad that, that song is nominated because I told you guys last podcast or one of those other podcasts. I don't know. Did I say it to just you or them? I don't know. Anyways, I love that song. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I don't really love that song, but you know, whatever. 
Album of the Year, Voyage by ABBA, 30 by Adele. Un Verano Sin Ti, Bad Bunny. Sin <laughs> Mami. <laughs> Renaissance by Beyonce. Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. In the Silent Days, Bandy Carlisle. Music of the Spears by Coldplay. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Special by Lizzo and Harry's House, Harry Styles. I'm very happy that Bad Bunny was nominated because uh, that album was huge this year. He's the most listened to artist in the world on Spotify. Like, I think for that alone, he should get it. Absolutely. And honestly, and I love Renaissance. Renaissance was an amazing album. Honestly, those are my two front runners. Yeah. And I think that those are the only right answers. Yeah. Even though... I just, I cannot believe Harry Styles is such a big star. Like, I just don't I get it because I think his vote, like, I don't, I can never recognize a Harry Styles song. I always say this about certain artists. Like, if your voice is not very distinctive, like, I just don't know how you make it to a certain place because there's, like, it's generic. Like, he could, that, his voice to me could be anybody. Like, yeah, he, like, you could replace his his voice with any like with with any face it's there's nothing like really even that remarkable about it like he's he's not singing the house down like i i just like don't get it so i didn't realize he was that big of a star either but i was in new york when he did one of those madison square garden shows and he sold out you, like 14, 10 days 14 14 okay every single day for two weeks he performed at madison square garden crazy how the fuck do you do that Every single night was sold out. And I think now he's in LA for like another yes. however many days. Like that's a crazy fan base. Like that's impressive. People traveled from everywhere to see Harry for those two weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Song of the year. ABCDEFU by Sarah Davis. What category? This is song of the year. Okay. Um, about damn time, Lizzo. All too well, the ten minute version. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's my pick. <laughs> As it was, bad habit. <gasps> Harry and Taylor are both nominated in the same category. Break my soul, that's Beyonce. Tea. Easy on me, Adele. God did. Um, this is Kendrick. The heart part five. No, the heart part five is Kendrick. This other song is like DJ Khaled. <laughs> Okay, Let and him, give him his, <laughs> give him his roses. And just like that by Bonnie Raitt. Interesting. Um, I don't know. This is song of the year. I thought record of the year was song of the year. No, record of the year is something else. This is song of the year. Mm, I would say as it was, it was probably the song of the year. Like if, when I think of song of the year, I think of the song that was like everywhere. Everybody was like loving it. I don't know. Like I like break my soul a lot and I liked it even more when Renaissance as a whole came out. I just don't think it's the song of the year. Yeah. I don't know if it's the song of the year either. You know, I don't think so. Um, as it was, was a huge song. Yeah, that is the equivalent of the Dula Peep levitating because yeah. that was the song of, of that year. year. Yeah. All Too Well is definitely my pick because they're like a cultural phenomenon. That is, yes, that's a perfect <laughs> way to describe it. It really yes. is a cultural phenomenon. Like, and there I, we go again on that. I mean, 
a 10 minute song in its in and of itself and for it to hit that hard it really hit i'd be listening to that song and it's like a whole new experience every single time i'd be I'd be like in a movie in my mind, like driving with that song. on. Oh, my God. I I just like love all too well the 10 minute version. Uh, and then the little f- short film that came with it. So good. Like that was a moment, baby. Yeah. So good. OK, um, best new artist, Anita, Omar Apollo, Dami and J.D. Beck, Money Long, Samara Joy, Lotto, Main Skin. Ooh yes, Toby Niguare. I don't know if I said that correctly. Molly Tuttle and Wet Leg. Okay, first love of all, that Moniskin was nominated. I love them. Don't know half of these names. Like my age is like, what is happening yeah. here? Um, Mainskin. I thought that was interesting. I really like them. I like them a lot. <laughs> I like them a lot. Their vibe, their aesthetic. He, like the main guy, he has an incredible voice. He's a star. He is incredible. I really like them too. And their music is like, hmm, yes, hmm, it's hmm, punky. Hmm. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's vibey. It's Cruella. <laughs> if Cruella, the Emerson version, was a band, it would be them. Yes. Right? I love them. Yeah. Um, Lotto had a big year. I thought that was good for her to mm-hmm. be nominated. There's like hair on my chin okay um i think that's okay continue and i is there a latin artist category because a lot of the discourse i saw on miami twitter Mm -hmm. was that anita was nominated for something that bad bunny was not and if it was best new artist bad bunny's not new so you guys need to calm down but if it was latin artist i want to know what that nomination looks like i don't know okay hold on i'm going through i'm at r&b rap and then people were upset well nikki was upset she didn't get <laughs> nominated at all but like i just don't think nikki's like what did she come out with i'm the one thing about, like, that's not a <laughs> i thing. was about to say that she was mad about that song one thing about me i'm the baddest the alive. alive like i love that song but that's I not do. a grammy nomination song <laughs> i'm sorry baby okay latin latin pop album christina aguilera <laughs> <laughs> she came out with an album you know what i follow her on instagram and she has been doing a lot of spanish stuff and i just did i just thought it was like a, a random like one song but i guess she came out with a whole album great for her good for her okay this is best latin pop album aguilera um pasieros by ruben blades uh camilo fonseca and sebastian yatra don't know who any of these people are. Okay, and then there's Best Musica Urbana album, which is Raul Alejandro, Bad Bunny, Daddy Yankee, Faruku, and Maluma. Mm, and okay. then Best Latin Rock Alternative, Rosalia, Vito Perez, Gabby Moreno, Mon Lafate. I'm really butchering some of these names. <laughs> George Jexler and Sima Funk. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I was getting confused. So, like, in the new artist, it's Anita. Anita is different from Rosalia. I think they were mad that Rosalia got something over Bad Bunny. Oh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Rosalia's in this best Latin rock alternative. Bad Bunny wasn't in that category. No, but he's in um, Urbana. Urbana. Hmm. 
And then I'm really upset. Okay, so now th- let me move on to my my bone to pick with the Grammys. And that's about country music. Country music, to me, does not get the mainstream-like recognition from the Grammys that I feel like it needs to. Like, country music in this in this country is some of the highest grossing. Like, some of their artists are killing the the charts in terms of streams and albums sold and they just do not get they're they're never they they're never um nominated in like record of the year song of the year categories and it's like they're it's it's just out of control that that doesn't happen yeah um and I'm sorry. The the album of the year to me is Luke Combs doing this album. Like growing up album. Like I just feel like that is such a huge album. It was everywhere if it you was. listen to country music. If you listen to country radio, every time you put on the radio, one of their one of his songs are is on the radio and I just like if that's not in the the best album even in the running, I just feel like you've missed the mark. I'm sorry. Like, and it was such a highly anticipated album. Everybody was waiting for it. Everybody was so excited when it came out. Literally. Like, uh, so he was completely snubbed. Completely snubbed. And Who like, was I, nominated in that category. Was like, uh, I already read it. It's a lot of people, mm-hmm. but um, best album of the year: ABBA, Thirty Adele, Bad Bunny, Renaissance. Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. Bailey, oh, Randy no, so that's that's best record. I was. Is there a country category? Yeah, country categories are... Hold on, I lost it again. Okay, country, best country solo performance. Kelsey Ballerini, Zach Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Mary Morris, and Willie Nelson. That's it? <laughs> I just, I can't. Mm-mm. Best country duo group performance... Luke did get nominated in this is outrunning your man- memory with Milan- Miranda Lambert. Then you've got brothers, Osborne, brothers Osborne, Ingrid Andres and Sam Hung wishful drinking. I love that song. I love that song. Does he love you by Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton, the revised version. That was really good. That's a classic, but like, again, very old song. Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride never wanted to be that girl. Love that song too. And Robert playing an Alison Cross by going where the lonely go. I love Outrunning Your Memory. Like, I hope he wins that category. Like, there is nothing better than that song. That's one of the best songs on the album. I just, okay. Anyways, and then best country song is Circles Around This Town by Maren Morris. Doing This by Luke Combs. I Bet You Think About Me by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Love that song. Love that song. If I Was a Cowboy by Miranda Lambert. I'll Love You Till the Day I Die by Willie Nelson and Till You Can't by Cody Johnson. That's a really good song, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Best Country Album. Growing Up, Luke Combs, Palomino by Miranda Lambert, Ashley McBride, Humble Quest by Maren Morris, and A Beautiful Time by Willie Nelson. Luke Combs better win that category. Because he better. It, okay, so he was nominated. He wasn't yeah, really snubbed. But I just feel like he should have been nominated in the best albums of the year. Like, I'm sorry. Growing Growing Up is just one of the best albums of this year. Like, the numbers are there. His tours are... the His, his concerts just went on sale. And, like, half the shows are already sold out. Like, he's one of the biggest artists right in now music. in music. And I just feel like, how are you snubbing him for record of the year? Yeah. I just, I, I just. For um, ABBA. For ABBA. 
Uh, and I'm sorry. I love Mary J. Blige. She's a legend, but I didn't know she had a new album out. Me neither. And I listen to R&B music. Like, I listen to that those radio stations. I, I didn't know she had new music out. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. It I don't know. The math isn't mathing for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, but those are, like, the major categories. Rap, you know. Best rap performance, DJ Khaled, Doja Cat, Gunna, and and, Fu- and Future, Pushing P. Pushing P. Glorilla F. No. <laughs> yes. She was nominated for a Grammy? Yes. Queen. I'm F-I-E-E. Nigga free. I love that for her. Right? Oh, good for her. Right? Hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends. Hey. No, that's such, that's so wow, great for her. Good for her. So good for oh, her. Love to see it. I love. Um, no Drake? I don't think so. Where is Drake? No Currents? <laughs> <laughs> Currents wasn't nominated? No. Best Melodic Rap Performance. Beautiful by DJ Khaled. Wait for you, future featuring Drake and Thames. Oh. First class, Jock love Harlow. That song. Oh, Jock Harlow was nominated. Yes, um, Die Hard by Kendrick Lamar and Big Energy by Lotto. Okay. Um, best rap song: Churchill Downs, Jack Harlow featuring Drake. Okay. Mm-hmm. God did by DJ Khaled. The Heart Part Five, Kendrick Lamar pushing P, Gunna and Future and Young Thug. People love pushing P. Wait for you. Um, future Drake and Thames. Okay, people really love that song. Do you I mean, like it? Wait for You is a really big song. I like it. I don't like it that much. After watching the music video, <laughs> I think that was one of my first encounters with the song, and I was just like, these clowns. <laughs> like, who let them? Who let them? No one should have let them do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... We'll see what happens there. Who knows? What's what's happening in the pop category? Hold on, let me go back up. Rock. I wanna rock. Okay, best pop vocal album. ABBA, Adele, Coldplay, Lizzo, Harry Styles. I think Harry's got it. I like people obviously like they're always are like Adele, Adele, Adele. It's like Adele versus Beyonce, Adele versus Beyonce, but I just feel like a this Adele's album wasn't in comparison to a lot of the al- other albums out right now. I just don't think it was that great. It didn't have as big of a moment as the other albums. No, I just think it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as like re. It, they didn't have the same replay factor that her other albums have in yeah. the past. I mean, it was a great album, but mm-hmm. you know. And then best solo pop performance: Adele, "Easy on Me." Bad Bunny, Moscow Mule, Doja Cat, Woman, Steve Lacey, Bad Habit, Lizzo, About Damn Time, and Harry Styles, As It Was. Harry is going to win that. Yeah. I feel like he's going to sweep. Yeah, me too. I I know I don't, like, know him or, like, anything, but I just feel like he's going to sweep. Yeah. Although I feel like Bad Bunny does deserve that. I feel like Bad Bunny's album rewired my brain. (laughs) What do you mean? It was just that good. I don't listen to music I can't understand, so I'm not like a reggaeton girly. I loved the album. But I know everybody else loves him, so hey. That was a really good album. And I, you can't hide the numbers. Like, he's the most listened to artist in the world. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, 
that's the Grammys recap. We'll see what happens when the show actually airs. I don't think it airs for a little bit. Like, in, I think it's in like February or something like that. That far away? Maybe. Or maybe January. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the TVNT podcast. Go ahead and listen, subscribe to us wherever you're listening. You know all the places. Leave us a five star review. Tell us something nice. Only if it's nice. And wherever, and if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Friday with another episode to serve the tea and the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye.